Welcome to HR Doctors. Uh, my name is Brent. I am the owner of the Vancouver Express Employment Professionals Office and the Vancouver Specialized Recruiting Group. Uh, we work with businesses and job seekers in the Vancouver market, and we have noticed in the past uh, past few months, years, days, you name it, that there is a disconnect between job seekers and businesses. Uh, businesses are always looking to hire. We seem to be getting high volumes of applicants, and yet there seems to be a disconnect with the level of candidate that businesses are looking for. And there are tons of applicants in the market who are struggling to find jobs and say that there aren't the right jobs. There's all sorts of different disconnect. Hannah and I have been connected for many years, but we recently reconnected on a panel discussion as guest speakers with the BCIT Human Resource Association, which led us here. Uh, Hannah's graduated from BCIT herself with a human resource management diploma and also with her bachelor's Bachelor of Business Admin, and she is currently in the Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Certificate Program with UBC. Uh, on Hannah's LinkedIn, she has her profile encapsulated as her purpose is to build and redefine the employee experience so that it captures and supports the authenticity and diversity within the workplace. She attains this through her work as an active member of her community, uh, as a human resource professional, a lifelong learner, and an advocate for JEDI, which is justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. She's motivated by her curiosities. She shows up every day seeking opportunities for growth and self-reflection. She's eager to harness new skills, which will support her mission to improve engagement, implementing strategic initiatives, and supporting team dynamics. Hannah's worked with several Vancouver companies in an HR-focused position, such as Global Container Terminal, Primex Technologies, the Vancouver Port Authority, C-SPAN ULC, and currently as the People and Culture Consultant with Grant Thornton. Hannah, welcome. Thank you so much, Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you. So Hannah, you're currently a people and culture consultant. Tell me about your position and what a people and culture consultant does. Yeah, thanks so much, Brent. Um, so as a people and culture consultant, uh, I'll just uh, make the differentiation between HR and people and culture. Really, people and culture and HR, same department, um, but really where this position falls is anywhere between an HR generalist and an HR business partner in relation to other terms. Um, but really, as a people and culture consultant, my role is to really support and coach the business through initiatives that bring our employees to the forefront. So what this looks like is coaching our people managers towards connecting with their coaches authentically and empathetically to also ensure that our employees are really just feeling valued, genuinely cared for and supported. Uh, I'll also be working with our national talent attraction team and local hiring managers to facilitate the recruitment and selection process. I coordinate employee movement in and out of the business unit, including supervision of certain HR administration, but I also provide a high level of service while executing cyclical and event based processes such as annual reviews, compensation and those types of key processes. Um, but what I also really love about my job is that I get to deliver training sessions and develop workshops on key people and culture best practices, uh, as long as annual processes and skill development. Um, so this really ties into providing change management support through the implementation of new processes and pol policies. So, um, you know, as we've seen now, a lot of people are coming back into a hybrid mode. And, you know, with that, that's a huge change management process. Um, so I've worked with our people managers to support that type of transition and hoping and moving our, um, you know, moving that type of needle where, you know, we're supporting our employees in that adjustment. So that's just one example of what that looks like for me. But, you know, why this is really important for a company is, um, you know, we really want to put our people at the forefront. And so I'm here to support our business to make sure that we do so. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You talked about uh, quite a few different areas that you touch on. Are there any of those areas that tend to be more at the forefront for you that you're spending more of your time, effort and energy on in your, in your current role? Yeah, I would say most of it would be, uh, you know, because obviously sometimes annual processes, they occur at certain times of the year. Um, and in between them, we're working with our managers and coaching them and supporting them to unleash their potential and also supporting them in unleashing their team's potential as well. And so that is ongoing throughout every single day. And that's definitely at the forefront of my position. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Tell me about uh, vision, mission, core values, and how important they are to what you do and how they tie into to, to your role and the success of your position. 
I mean, I think that any successful vision, mission and values imp implementation is really all about how do you enact those every single day. And I know that we've been in lots of conversations about this and, um, you know, really your values are all about how do you show up every day. So, um, you know, what are those conversations that you're going to have and how do you choose to have them? Uh, you know, your mission is you know, how, how are you going to enact your vision? Your vision is where do you want to go? All of these things should be considered when you're moving forward in your day to day. And so for me, what's really important is how do I show up for our people? How do I coach them? How do I, how do I support them in making decisions? And, um, you know, a lot of that has to go back down to what are your values and how do you choose to show up for your people? And a lot of that goes, you know, boils down to, um, you know, how are we developing our people's talent and how are we supporting them through life and how are we making sure that their experience at the company and in their position is going to be a positive impact on not only their time with the company um, in their role on their day to day, but also how is it going to make a positive impact on um, their whole life and their life outside of work? Yeah. Do you find in like the conversations you're having with leaders or with, you know, people that have come to you for support that you're tying like the core values, like the specific values into those conversations to, you know, help use them for guidance through those conversations? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that whenever you have a policy or a process, you have to look back at what your values are and you have to think about, um, you know, essentially what's important to, to your business, uh, you've all decided to work for this company. And so you all have this, uh, you know, you all have this similar and similar drive or um, similar mission, because we're all here together and we're all creating this culture of belonging. And so part of that is how do we decide to, how do we decide to you know, move forward. And that goes into an equitable compensation plan that goes into equitable opportunities for development. And, um, you know, that goes into training sessions that goes into um, coaching and how much we pay and how, how much we put towards the development of our whole team. And so I think that at the end of the day, you really have to think about your values and you really have to know them and feel them for yourself in order to truly enact them. And that goes down into how they're developed as well into your policies, like how your policies are, are initially even developed. They also have to be in reflection of your values. Um, yeah. But even just to even just to pull it back here a little bit, Brent, I mean, I know that in previous discussions, you've discussed a lot about, um, you know, how Express really enacts on your own value. So I'd love if you're OK to maybe expand a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Express is a franchise. And so we have our corporate mission and vision and the company core values. Uh, but specifically to us, I, I spent a number of years developing and establishing what our vision is in our business here. It took me a long time to really get it established. We've been open for just about six years and it wasn't until December of last year where we truly defined our vision and our mission. We've had our core values, which are HR doctors. It's helpful, resourceful, driven, relentless, and sensible, which is where this whole concept came from. But we literally hire onboard, train, coach, performance, manage, uh, everything ties into our core values and our vision and our mission. And even further, when we're dealing with issues, whether they're internal performance management issues, whether uh, it's it like whatever it may be, and even, even further, when we're trying to figure out how we're going to either help a client or solve an issue, if we've got an unhappy client or an unhappy associate we're working with, we tie our, our, our core values into those conversations to make sure we're following them. And they really, truly help give us guidance to go, okay, like, you know, are we being helpful in this situation? Like, are we truly being resourceful? Are we being driven to come up with a solution? Are we being relentless to make sure that we're, we're kind of looking at everything and sensible to me ties them all together to make sure that, you know, not one of those things can, can outweigh the other and that it truly has to be this holistic kind of, uh, I guess, solution that makes sense. Uh, so I, I mean, it's great to hear that, uh, you know, you, you kind of view them the same way. And I think that, uh, I think it's critical for every business to, to have them and truly live them. I've, I've discussed even recently 
recently with a, with a client of ours and asked about the vision and mission and values for their company. And, uh, and he said it was the first company that he'd ever worked for where it was really, truly a thing and how it made his life as a manager of a large corporate company. So he's a retail manager of a company with 800 people and how it made his life so much easier when you're getting top-down information that is all tied into the values and all the way down to the new hire who is like a customer service retail, you know, college uni student who's, you know, part-time that understands and is, uh, is hired to the values and just how important they were and how, how it made his life as a manager so much easier. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for tying that back in. No, I uh, really, I really like that you actually brought that up with regards to, you know, that recruitment strategy, right? It's all about the people that you bring into your company. It has to be tied into those core values that the company decides to move forward, but those have to align with each individual that is a part of that company, because how are you going to have that sustainable approach, right? You want to make sure that these core values are enacted on for not just today when you implement them, but for the for but for the future as well. And mm-hmm. so when we look about who truly enacts that and who creates the culture, it's every single person that makes up the company. So yeah. I love that you brought that up because that's a huge success factor. Our uh, our second interview for an internal position with our office is for behavior. Part of it is for behavior based interview questions about our core values. So we share the core values with them ahead of time, ask them which ones resonated with them the most. But I'll specifically ask, tell me about a time where you were helpful and selfless, and give an example of like, you know, you could be working, say, in a restaurant, and someone asks you for something, you can go a bit above and beyond. But that's very different from somebody who's maybe driving down the street, sees an elderly person who's you know maybe struggling to cross a busy road, and you pull over, throw. The hazards on and help that person cross the street you know like really digging into a situation where someone's truly helpful and selfless about how they're resourceful about how they're driven how they've been relentless like you know driven's a great one where we look for people to share a goal and really like you know, we can have goals, we can have metrics, we can have accountabilities, but when you create a personal goal for yourself, whether it's buying your first car, whether it's, you know, hitting a fitness goal, the big difference is setting a goal and how you overcome the adversity that you're faced with as you go through it. And so we really, truly like use those core values. And then after that, our third and final interview is actually on our, our mission. So we have a vivid vision document. It's, it's really similar to uh, the painted picture that 1-800-GOT-JUNK attests their success to and actually followed Cam Harrell's book, The Vivid Vision, which I suggest to anybody that doesn't have a really defined vision statement. Uh, But we utilize that, which is what we just recently developed. And we use that to share with our team members so that they can see exactly where we intend to go and what our business is going to look like to ensure that they're aligned with it. And I've, I've recently had two vacant positions in our business that I've left vacant for three months, actually four months now. uh, And I could have hired many people since then, but people who weren't fully aligned to our values or to our mission. And I really felt it was better for us long-term to feel the short-term pain uh, and really make sure we hire the right people that see a great alignment with who we are because it's real in our business. Like the values are real. The mission is real. It's not going away. And if you aren't aligned with it, it's going to suck for both of us. Well, also though, it's going to add such a strategic advantage to you, right? I mean, to your business, that's going to lead to your success that you are looking for. And I mean, you touch on so many important points there. Um, And one in particular that really sticks out to me is connection, right? How do you build connection between you and your team and to have that shared value, to have that core belief that is um, like you mentioned, right? Everybody's going to have a different idea of what selflessness looks like Mm -hmm. and how they enact it every day. And so hearing from other perspectives and seeing how they enact on that I mean that is not only broadening your own perspective but it's also connecting you to another person that's on your team and just for another human so yeah Yeah. that's a that's quite incredible yeah one it's awesome because they get to truly understand what our core values are because whenever I ask one of the questions I really elaborate on why it's a critical value for us and give the value statement but you're right Mm -hmm. I get to hear some amazing stories from people on some really cool situations where they went above and beyond I've heard of people where I interviewed this one lady who was a uh, a teacher and when the pandemic hit they needed all their people to uh, to have laptops and she was from Ireland in a uh, in a very rural part of the town 
down and she put together a random drive and reached out to the community to gather laptops for the families that didn't have them so the kids could could like be able to attend school I've you know heard of people like going above and beyond to help like some you know less fortunate in their communities and just really hear some amazing stories about uh, even a gentleman we just recently hired he was working for coffee shops and uh, he realized that every day they were throwing away food and so he actually started uh, like reaching out to all the local shops gathering up their food on a daily basis and he would bring it to like the local shelter where they'd make sure that like the people of their local community like had food so yeah you're totally right like it really like wow. you know you, and, and also you can't fake it you know like either you have either you either you live it and it's true or you don't and if you don't that's not a problem like it's not to say like if you don't have a really great story that you're not like a selfless and helpful person it's just you know how important how critical is that value to us and what story can you share so yeah it's it's uh it, it's been great kind of going through that and, and learning from people you uh you mentioned in one of our uh previous conversations and you kind of kind of alluded to it there that employee engagement and the employee experience at the forefront of your people and culture role can you elaborate further on on what that means to you and and why employee engagement and that employee experience is so important oh absolutely and i mean even just from what you uh how you introduced me i mean it, it, it you can see it, it's a passion of mine i think that uh for me at least for your perspective uh your business your business's success is built from the individuals that encompass it so if you're constantly looking at you know high turnover rate or having to retrain individuals and you're losing that competitive edge um really that's a that, that's going to tie into, you know, what is that employee engagement? Like, what is that employee experience? Because if you're experiencing high turnover, then that's what, you know, what makes, what is making this individual leave? And obviously there's going to be a natural turnover rate. Um, that's just, uh, that's, you know, that's very, that's part of the employee cycle. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, this goes for any type of business, um, but your impact as a company relies heavily on the performance and competitive edge that your people are bringing to the table every single day. So if engagement is low and the employee experience is one that ends in people leaving at a concerning rate, then I I think that you have to really look yourself honestly and think about, you know, put yourself in the, put yourself in their shoes and think about, are you receiving the things that make you, that are meaningful to you in your day to make you feel valued, to make you feel that uh, you are making an impact or whatever is meaningful to that individual, you know, what does that experience look like and how, how engaged are they in their current role? So absolutely, I think that employee experience and engagement, that is at the forefront of how you should be, you know, running your business. Yeah. For to a certain extent, obviously, but yeah, it's, in, it's interesting. I've shared, I mean, we went through some challenges through COVID with some turnover. Uh, like, unfortunately, obviously it, it, it hugely impacted our business at the time, but I've, I've said for years that my greatest strength is my tenure and my greatest weakness is my turnover. Uh, mm-hmm. And so really like, you know, putting the employees at the forefront. One of the things you talked about was, was like supporting employees and, and, you know, I, I guess, how how do you as a people culture person uh like create that environment where the people feel supported because it's great to have hr it's great to have 10 15 20 30 50 100 hr people in a company but like that doesn't mean anything if you know i'm employee number you know 950 and I don't know that that resource is available to me, or I don't have a relationship and a connection with HR. And I don't know when I can or can't go and don't know, like, if I go to this person and tell them what's bothering me, that it's just going to go back to my manager and be a career limiting move. You know, like, how, how do you create that true, like, support where you've talked about, like, you know, employees that can, that can truly be authentic and, like, truly tell you, you know, what they're looking for support on and, and how that ties into creating that sense of belonging and that purpose and which ultimately leads to that whole you know retention and engagement piece oh absolutely and i think that the key thing here is relationship development so earning that trust with other individuals um that's going to be your key factor on if people are going to come to you and speak to and speak to the circumstances that they are experiencing because at the end of the day your success is it leads to the question on are the people in the company feeling comfortable and safe to be vulnerable with you? Mm -hmm. And if they do, then 
you are able to support them in a completely different light and a way higher and stronger impact than if you were, if you did have an actual relationship with that individual. And it ties us back down to also realizing that there's not going to be a one size fits all. And so getting to know the individual for itself and not just thinking, oh, they're just employee number X, uh, right? It's thinking about, okay, this person is, this, this is their name. This is who they are. This is a person with, uh, with an identity and getting to know who they are and then understanding, you know, as HR or people in culture, we, we know our policies and we know our practices. But taking that information, how do we best support and show up for that individual? And that goes into not only for us, right? It's, uh, it, I don't have control of, you know, how safe or personally supported each individual has mostly because I don't engage with everybody in the company every single day, but their teammates do and their leaders do. And so the way that, you know, we can uh, support and, and continue the ripple effect is by coaching our leaders and by coaching our people and by providing training sessions that, that brings this type of self-awareness into play. Is there anything either like you've specifically done or that you've observed HR do that kind of helps build that bridge of, of trust from an employee standpoint of them truly feeling comfortable to come and, and open that door up of, of something that maybe is a really difficult or uncomfortable conversation? I mean, honestly, like I can't speak for, for every person. It's going to vary for sure, but mm-hmm. what has what seems to be kind of the underlying consistent approach is being authentic, being yourself and being a hundred percent transparent with your motivations. And people can pick that up. People can pick up if uh, you're being, uh, if you're speaking to a, a list of things you need to point out, if you don't actually care about connecting with them, people can pick that up because we're all human and we know what humanity feels like. So I think that, you know, that bridge that's consistent is just showing up as, as who you are and being authentic and honest to, to that. And then also respecting the other individual and showing up in a non-judgmental mindset because no one, everybody does not, no one wants to feel judged and no one deserves that. No one deserves to be shamed. So having that type of honest and trust building conversation and relationship all the way goes back down to how honest are you being to yourself and how you show up to that individual? And are you really going to be accountable to your word? Are you really going to show up for them? Because, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, situations are always about, uh, you know, the situation itself, but then how you just, de- how you, how you decide to show up and yeah. that's going to be the outcome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I think it's great to say all those things, but yeah, it's like you said, if you're actually authentic around, you've said, you're going to do these things and then someone comes to you for help and you actually give it to them and they come away. I think it's probably relies well to like the old customer service adage of like, you know, everybody will tell everyone about a bad experience, but not as much about the positive and that you, you know, regardless of the the company size or the division, if you're trying to create that openness, when someone does it, you really need to like listen to them and, and give them that authenticity and, and really truly be, you know, selfless in that process and hear what they're looking for and, and, and not let that openness negatively impact them, whether that's through them not feeling like they've been heard or, or whatever it may be. But I guess just, just how you live, if you're, you're saying you're going to be open, that you, you, you truly have to, to do it. Otherwise it's, you know, that door will close and it'll be really hard to reopen. Absolutely. And I think that we can only really truly show up for other people if we we show up for ourselves. And so a huge piece of that is how well do you know yourself? Self-awareness is a huge skill to take on. And it's even though like we live with ourselves every single day uh, to truly understand your identity and to truly understand how you show up and how you're perceived and how, and how others, how you impact others. I mean, that's a completely different skill on its own. And so understanding that and putting time towards that development um, is only going to improve how you show up for others. Right. Awesome. 
How do you find uh, the people and culture role ties into recruitment and retention? Yeah, I mean, I'm, so I mean, for with regards to processes, we work with hiring managers, we work with uh, the talent acquisition team who are the experts in sourcing the candidates and finding the candidates right for our, our company and also right for our position. Um, so where I sit is kind of the, the middle individual who supports uh, both sides. So we're working, um, you know, within the actual interview itself. So we're working with the hiring manager in, uh, you know, interviewing the, the candidate. Um, but aside from the actual, you know, step-by-step process, Mm -hmm. um, it's about how do we coach our leaders in making the right choices in how to successfully attract talent or recruit for talent. And, um, I think that a huge portion of that, I mean, we even touched based off of this a little bit earlier in the conversation, but it's about, uh, essentially that culture piece right? Because your, your best advocates are going to be the individuals who work at the company. And so um, when it comes down to recruitment and retention, I mean, I think that I'm going to tie it back down to uh, employee engagement and experience. What are your people talking about? What are your people saying about the, the experience at the company? Um, and that's going to attract people. Happy people attract people. And so uh, we want to make sure that we are, of course, uh, moving forward with our values in mind, because that that is what is the huge initiator when it comes down to our culture. But I think that also where PNC, you know, takes a place is also to be able to coach our leaders and to guide them to make sure that they are keeping those values in mind when they're making those decisions, that we're not just looking for uh, the individual who will get the job done, but we're looking at a person who's going to uplift others, who's going to enact on our values. Um, And so we are uh, kind of that individual who is working in between the talent acquisition group and also the, the business side to make sure that there's no gaps. Right, really interesting. Um, from a retention standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, are there like direct retention conversations that are had maybe at a higher level or is it more, uh, is it more like a contributing factor of having that like people first, that engagement and that employee experience or how, how is that kind of viewed in your role? I mean, you have to think about obviously like what you said is exactly accurate. I mean, it's, it's, it's a topic on its own, but it's also a contributing factor. And mm. so when you look at retention, I mean, you have to think about, uh, are, is the room for growth here? And, uh, And then also, is the employee getting what it needs? And also, is this a fun place to work? And are they building relationships with other people? And so when it comes down to retention, it's all about, uh, it's it's a contributing factor uh, from many different aspects that PNC has the pleasure of being able to have an impact on. Um, But it's also a topic on its own, because if you're seeing uh, retention is all about, are you retaining your talent and your talent leads to your strategic competitive advantage, right? So yeah. it's going to look back on, okay, well, how, how, how are you performing? How is the business performing? Okay, let's look at the options here. Is it because we're losing talent? Okay, well, why are we losing talent here? And that's going to, you know, come back down to exit interviews, obtaining that data, or just having, you know, focus groups, having those conversations with the employees to understand, you know, what is it that that's missing here? You know, what, what are we missing? But at the end of the day, people aren't going to say actual valuable and honest feedback if they don't trust that the business is going to enact on it. Mm. So once again, accountability, if you're asking for the gift of feedback, uh, the business should always have a plan to enact on it, whether it's actually, you know, sometimes feedback, it's sometimes, you know, not possible in the circumstances that arise to be able to actually physically implement it into whatever you're looking at. But if you're not going to physically implement it, have that communication piece where you get back to those individuals and, and show your gratitude and express how, you know, you know, we took this into account, we considered ABC. Um, unfortunately, this is the reason why we're unable to do that. However, you know, this is our plan moving forward to enact on this and this and this. Always having a plan forward. What's your path? And 
why did how did you get there having that transparency and having those honest conversations is going to build that trust and that accountability to uh, not only build uh you know the employees trust in leadership and the business which is obviously going to lead to there is going to be a that on its own is really going to be a key contributor to your retention right Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, you brought up an interesting point about, um, you know, opportunities for growth. And it made me think of Glass Ceilings. I actually saw a post from a connection, uh, an HR connection of mine in my LinkedIn the other day where they said uh, they had instigated a new mandate in the company saying that if you didn't see a future with the company, whether it was today or whether it's a year or two or five years down the road, that there will never be any punitive action taken on somebody who comes to HR, puts their hand up and says, hey, look, I think I've hit a ceiling here. I think it's my time to exit out of the company. And in fact, the HR team would help you like put together a resume and an exit strategy, Hmm. ensuring that there's a uh, a development process, ultimately giving the business an opportunity to hire and potentially have somebody trained in that division. Like I thought it was such a refreshing approach, something I've instituted, I've tried to institute here, hasn't always worked to my benefit, but but to really create that like, you know, open environment and that kind of like that trust center where if somebody is leaving, you know, I'd love it for every employee I hire from now on to be with us until, you know, the business is either handed off to somebody else or closed, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Um, and if, if we have that opportunity, then it creates that, that ability to not have to reactively hire and to do it more in a proactive and collaborative way and support someone through their transition. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to hear you say that. I mean, one of the things I wanted to touch on, not so much maybe on the recruitment side, but one of the things I share with many of our clients on like how the people culture side ties into recruitment. We look at at recruitment as like three pillars, one being the front end recruitment process, whether you use express or not, you have to have an established recruitment process of how you post and advertise and manage that applicant Mm. flow. Obviously that's the piece that we work on, but once we place somebody often our success is placed in the hands of, of the business and the businesses that have really well established training, onboarding, development, coaching, performance management, and engaged, whether it's a big business that has people in culture, people or whether it's a small business, but they see it as a focus and really take the time to engage with their employees and coach them and mentor them and create growth opportunities, whether it's just access and exposure to more responsibility, whatever it may be, uh, that those are the companies that tend to be more successful with their hires. And again, like it's tough when it's our job to place people and we see a placement follow through potentially because of, of a misstep internally, or even just a lack of, of maybe understanding of the things that a business can do, especially as we talked about, or I talked about in the beginning, how there's a disconnect, like businesses need to do everything they can right now to make sure that they are doing everything. And as I mentioned, I talked about the three pillars, we call it like that front pillar of the recruitment, that second pillar of the, you know, training, onboarding, what the company can do. And then there's the third pillar, like the intangible of the job seeker. And sometimes you just hit home runs and other times really unfortunate situations or circumstances can fall on the job seeker and you could do everything right on the front end and you could be doing everything right on the back end and still not have it, still not have it work out. But as you mentioned, getting that feedback and those exit interviews and really kind of looking at yourself objectively and going like, you know, was there something we could do different? Is there a different process or strategy or did we not train and develop? Did we just kind of, you know, hire somebody really experienced and just think that, okay, great. That means we don't have to invest in you. And it like, you know, we, we help companies hire, you know, people who have very, little product knowledge and skill and just high aptitude and motivation and also help companies hire people that are extremely knowledgeable and skilled and are coming from a direct competitor. And no matter what, you still have to make a huge investment in that person once they get in the door. So it's, it's just, yeah, I think even more to highlight the, the, the value of like someone in your role and that type of role in a business and how it constantly needs to be a focus. Honestly, Brent, you, you brought, you really brought the whole picture to, to life there about that retention piece. And I mean, exactly. You can bring the best talent in the door, but then if you're not going to invest just as much to keep them there, then you can most likely see them goodbye. <laughs> uh, so it's all about, you know, what, what processes and, and uh, strategies do you have in place to make individuals feel valued and um, what's going to keep them there? Right. Yeah. Um, so 100%. you bring up some really, really valid points there. Nice. Um, 
kind of tying back into, into some of our previous chats, like we talked about uh, like relationship development. I think it really ties into like that employee engagement piece. We we're talking about that employee experience piece, you know, yeah. that retention, uh, you know, how does that relationship development piece tie into to PNC and, and why, why has it been something that's been so important for you? Oh, I mean, even just to tie back to, to a few points, I mean, essentially, like you are, you're working to support people through many, many different processes and policies. But at the end of the day, you are showing up to support the, the humans inside the business. And so if you're not going to put uh, relationships at the forefront of how you go about every single policy and process that it encompasses your role, um, you might not be able to really have the type of impact that you want to. Um, I know I know so many different circumstances where if you go into a meeting, I mean, you can obviously go into a meeting, go straight to business and just get the job done. Um, but what's going to leave a lasting impact is by going into the meeting, connecting as a human and just checking in with them. You know, what's been on your mind today? How have you been doing? Because no matter what, no matter how good we are at compartmentalizing our emotions, they show up and we are only going to be as successful as, um, as we, as we, as the individuals around us support us. And so if we feel that we can fully be our authentic selves in a circumstance, I mean, life is going to happen. And if it's all about that relationship that provides that individual with that support and that trust that that support is actually going to be there for them. And that is going to, what's going to lead to ultimate success within your workforce and within, um, all of your processes. I mean, if an individual, um, you know, isn't, isn't feeling that trust or isn't feeling that relationship with you, um, there's also a good chance that, um, you know, the, the process that you're looking to complete or the task or whatever it is, um, or the action itself, or even just the conversation, it's not going to actually have that lasting and positive impact or impact in general that um, you're hoping to achieve. Um, I think relationships are uh, the most authentic and raw piece of honesty that you can really have between one another right you can't replicate a relationship that you have with a certain individual that is individualistic and putting that first and making sure that you can enact your uh, day to days by uh, showing up and just you know having that type of uh dynamic between the other in between the two people I mean you're opening up other doors you're realistically probably going to be going into conversations that were off topic and you, that might lead to other opportunities that might lead to creative bursts coming into the table and so that's going to lead to your you know above and beyond type of approach into your day-to-days and I think everybody wants to do a good job and um, you know what comes with that is how do you show up and if you're putting relationship uh, development at the forefront of how you show up every day and how you engage with your team or how you engage in, um, and even just like your colleagues, I mean, that's about asking them what's meaningful to them and not just assuming that you know, right? right. You want to make sure that you have those types of conversations where uh, that individual feels like, like you mentioned, that they can come to you and say, hey, look, I feel like I've kind of maximized my time with this company here. Um, and these are the reasons why but you know, I'd love to work with you in, in this transition. And because like I said, there's that natural turnover, that's only, um, that's totally okay to have because at the end of the day, some people choose to go a different course in their career or they choose to seek of a different industry or they pursue a company that uh, is totally aligned with their passions, right? Mm -hmm. And if it's not your company, you know, that's okay. But you know, how can, how can we support that individual and in having the best experience in our company right now? Because we have an impact on that at PNC, we have a complete impact on that and how we support our, you know, our leaders or even just the people in our company. How do we make sure that people feel that they can uh, come to us when it comes down to that uh, decision in their career and their path? And at the end of the day, it's about relationships. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it was uh, great what you touched on when I hear that authentic piece. It, I could see like people engaging in those open conversations in the beginning or an end of a meeting, but doing it to check a box. And I think that authenticity mm-hmm. piece really ties in where if it's not, then don't do it, you know, like just have your meeting. But, you know, that obviously the message is that that's something you should truly look to engage your team with and try to create that like actual personal connection. And in doing so you create that open door and hopefully facilitate to the point where they're able to feel really open and honest about that. They are going to, you know, if they are considering transitioning out that they do it in an open way that creates a collaborative transition out that helps both the business and the individual. And, you know, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we could both probably attest that like we try to create really great, onboarding experiences and entry experiences but you know as much as we may not celebrate someone's departure that doesn't mean we can't make it a really like you know enjoyable transition for them out of the business and make it one where they feel positive about the experience they could have you know five amazing years with the company but a 15 really terrible last days or a 30 really last terrible days and that's what they'll remember and that's what'll be reflected and that's what'll be discussed not the not the you know the 10 amazing years so yeah yeah yeah, awesome no exactly you I mean you touched on such a good point I mean we might be sad to see them go but I want them to to feel that you know, this wasn't this relationship that we built was not on the basis of them being an employee at the company that I work with, mm-hmm. you know, that I work for. It's about, you know, once again, that uh, that relation, a relationship is a relationship. It's not on, you know, the terms of employment. That's about, you know, supporting them and, and at the end of the day, just wanting the best for them. Right. And so if that's to seek another opportunity, then yes, I will recognize I'm sad to see that I, I'm sad to see talent go and I'm sad to see them go specifically. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I want them to be able to pursue what's important and what's meaningful to them. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. I mean, I've uh, I've personally experienced myself where team members have given me extended, extended notice, two months, three months and done it in a way where you know, of course, we've exhausted opportunities to see if there are further opportunities within the business. And if there isn't, then having that like willingness for them to be vulnerable, because it's, it's scary for an employee to come to me, the owner of a small business and say, Hey, I don't think I have a future here anymore. And I think I'm going to start looking because somebody in my shoes could easily have an emotional reaction and say, well, you know what, you're not quitting, you're fired. And all of a sudden, they're in in a in a jeopardized position. But what I've really tried to impart to my team is that like, you know, the only person, not the only person, but I lose just as bad, if not more in that situation where I've got somebody who's willing to be vulnerable, somebody who's willing to be open, someone who's willing to give me that extended period because they understand what the impact is if somebody leaving has on an organization. And I've also had it the other way where I know people haven't like left in a negative way, uh, in an attempt to like, you know, negatively impact the business or negatively impact me, but I feel like a truly, you know, try to create that authentic like self and that relationship with the employee as best I can. And I'm a low S, I'm a very low emotional person in the business. So it's hard for me at times knowing myself to really truly connect with the team members, but I've had team members and understandable. I mean, obviously I was an employee who have given their notice and given two weeks and it's like, it's, it's hurt me personally. Like it's hurt my feelings and it made me feel like a failure of not creating an environment where they felt that they could be open with me and that it wouldn't negatively impact them. And that had they had they shared that with me that I would have supported them through that transition journey and work together to like bring a person in. And I've got some people where I had like amazing relationships with them through their time here and that it didn't leave in the best way. And probably because of how I reacted in this situation and also how they departed and other employees where I've got an amazing relationship with people who have left and still have like a really strong connection and would give those people like you know amazing references 5 10 15 20 years down the road and would still of course give people great references that that left but but you know there's there's definitely like that like deeper connection with somebody where it truly feels like that partnership they get it both ways and it's extremely difficult for business to like create that it's something i haven't you know there's no secret recipe i i i certainly don't have it but i've i've experienced it in the past and it's something i want that comfort for like every one of my team members where if they are going to transition out that i've created that comfort that safety for them 
that they're willing to put their hand up and say this is happening and of course give me an opportunity to try to change their mind but if we've already gone down that path it shouldn't really be a surprise for either of us and that the best thing for both of us is to really like work together to, to transition and, and make sure that both them the business and the and the relationship is left intact yeah no honestly you bring a huge point to the table i mean i think that something that comes to mind uh when you're just speaking there i mean that's about like power dynamic and i think that yes like relationship dynamic you can be you know as totally transparent and honest as uh as you can and have that really great connection um but as you know if we are an individual who's a leader in an organization recognizing that individuals that there is that power difference between the two positions within the company and i think that what i really love what i hear from what you're saying is that you recognize recognize that power through those conversations and supporting that dynamic, bridging the, that gap. And, and at the end of the day, just being, you know, creating a, a space where they feel psychologically safe to be able to express those types of honest and truthful, you know, emotions that they are currently feeling in that dynamic. And um, it really sounds like, you know, that's just, that's something that comes to mind for me when you're nice. speaking there. So awesome. yeah, really, really great piece. Awesome. Uh, again, in one of our previous discussions, one of the things I loved that you brought up is that you see yourself as a key or a tool for the business uh, and for the teams that you support. Uh, can you dig in a bit to that on how, how you're uh, a, key, a key to kind of unlock things in the business for people? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what I really love about being in people and culture is that you are, you're a tool in their toolbox in the business's toolbox. And you can have such a positive impact on, you have such an opportunity to have such a positive and strategic impact on the success of the business. And, you know, that's of course, by um, delivering uh, uh, and acting on cyclical cycles, such as, you know, compensation reviews, all these important things that need to be included. Yes, of course, that is important when you are a company of such a big size, you have to make sure that you have a team that's allocated towards that so that you can ensure that you're acting upon uh, equity and you're taking in perspectives, you're looking at uh, external and internal research to make sure that you're making the right decision. Uh, you need a team that is specifically built to be able to act on that because if you're a company of you know greater than 50 employees i mean realistically that's a large number of people to to ensure that their needs are met and to ensure that they are constantly feeling valued and that um you are reviewing their performance and that you're supporting them in their development and uh and they have that type of meaningful employment and role where they they don't feel like they've been forgotten, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that you know PNC can can have such a strategic impact on a company. I mean, we look at leadership coaching, and um, like I said, like I only have uh, such you know exposure to you know limited amounts of people because you know the day's only so long, and um, you know between meetings or tasks right? There's, you're only going to be exposed to X many of people each day, but to have that ripple effect to ensure that, uh, your priorities and your actions and, um, the impact that you want to make is not just something that is within your control. You want to make sure that that is something that's going to be impacted throughout the whole organization. So how do you do that? A PNC department is going to be able to, support you in those strategic initiatives to make sure that your leaders are um, are following through with that ripple effect, right? And then that positive impact is going to have a ripple effect into the colleagues and each colleague is going to, you know, all of this is going to essentially have a ripple effect, but the ripple has to start somewhere. And that's yeah. where PNC comes in. Yeah, I love that. I, I loved in our like previous chat when we dug in there about how you know, just as you, that, that was really the analogy you used is how you saw yourself as a key or a tool and that, you know, 
that it really depends on on how like you coach and train your teams and how you engage with the individuals and how you show them like how the tool can be used you know like it's almost like your job to to really help everybody understand like the you know the Swiss army knife that you are and mm-hmm. how you can kind of affect different areas and how if they you know they only see one lever only see it just as the knife blade and don't realize there's you know corkscrew there and pliers <laughs> and tweezers and all these different things like I really look at ourselves the same way I mean we're a staffing and recruitment firm and yet here mm-hmm. we are you know having this conversation with you looking to share information like this with businesses I mean yeah we help people hire but I just really feel we're this same way that you know whether it's job seekers that come to us and look for guidance I mean we're only able to place people in the roles that they're a direct fit with and at the end of the day when it's the business that hires us to find them the perfect person we talk to so many people that are amazing that we can't place with our clients but we can help them you know kind of give them critique on their resumes or help them brush their LinkedIn up and really like we try to make a concerted effort to connect with people and be that HR doctor to say well like here's some things you can do to get healthier here's some things you can do to help you land that next position when it comes to the businesses, whether it's a client we're engaged with, you know, or whether it's, you know, just someone like you and I having a healthy discussion about what different businesses can do, what we can do in our own companies, like how those things can happen. Like, I really think that truly HR, that's the greatest analogy is that whether it's talent acquisition, recruitment, like generalists, whatever the role is that we are a tool and that there's like so many diverse applications to it. And really it's, you know, the purpose I feel like of this HR doctors podcast or webcast is to help people understand like how to utilize it and whether you have an HR person in your business or whether you've got a hundred of them in your business, like how you choose to use them, how you leverage them, how do you, how you utilize them will have such a massive impact on, on the bottom line, you know, on the culture, on everything. Like there's just such a massive impact, especially again, given the, given the challenges. I mean, we feel it specifically here in Vancouver with that labor shortage, the talent market, the disconnect. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, as we go through this pandemic and come out of it, that, that, it's experienced everywhere like i think this is only going to get harder and harder for 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 individuals and businesses and and this is something that needs to kind of be leveraged to help everybody kind of you know i guess understand where those disconnects lie and what everybody can do to to impact their business so it's awesome uh it's been fantastic i love all the information that you share i think it's been fantastic connecting with you uh my parting question for you is based on our chat today uh if you can narrow it to one thing, which I'm sure will be tough, but if there's one thing from our discussion today that you want someone to take away from the discussion, what would you say it would be? I would say to narrow it down into just maybe one sentence, I would say, put the human first. And that is going to be in relation to every single thing that you do, how you show up in conversations. And um, if you put the human first, I think that that's where you're going to build that trust. And that's where that relationship starts to develop. And that's where you lead to an actual impacting uh, future. So nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Hannah. It's been fantastic. I appreciate you being on the HR Doctors webcast. And uh, we will share Hannah's uh, LinkedIn page in our uh, in our comment section or tagged in the link. And if you would like to connect with Hannah further to discuss any people and culture questions that you might have, please feel free to reach out to her. Hannah, thanks so much. Uh, thank you so much, Brent. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Have a great day. <laughs>